0: whoever you are out there, Ugh, I hate saying guys because it's not with the times. It's a bad habit. People. Anyway, hello. Welcome to the Love Alexi podcast. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host. This is my podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. Um, well, where do I even begin? Um, thank you for tuning in. If you tune into the show regularly, uh, I have not released an episode in about two weeks, which, uh, doesn't make me proud of myself, which is actually very rare. It's a rare thing for me not to release a podcast and to go this long. It's been a while since I've not put out a podcast. Uh, you know, it's been like two weeks, I think. Oh my God, a little over two weeks. Anyway, I've done this before, but it was a while back and I, I, I hate it when this happens. Anyway, I'm rambling because I'm having technical difficulty with my headphones and uh, it's doing my head in. I'm not being as charming uh, as I'd like to be. So, today's episode, finally, it's come out. Today, I am talking to relationship coach James Allen Hanrahan. All right. Now, let me tell you about James. James is a highly sought after relationship coach for women. Successful, smart, strong women. He's based out of Los Angeles. If you are uh, one of these intensely wonderful, incredibly smart uh, women uh, who's struggling to achieve relationship success, go to the show notes of this podcast episode and uh, click on the link. You can visit his calendar and uh, you can schedule an appointment with him. And he gives out his telephone number. You can text him if you're serious about looking for a relationship and uh, you know uh, dating advice and coaching and what have you, uh, yeah. And he also offers a treasure trove of info and words of wisdom in his book, one of many actually. His book is called Dating Advice for Alpha Women. So listen, check all that stuff out. Uh, thank you, James, for being on my podcast. Sorry it took me so long to get it out there. I'm clearly in a weird mood, not weird, I don't want to say weird, but uh, if you're picking up on a general uh, vibe, that's not like all the other vibes I, I emit in previous podcast intros, where am I going with this? Uh, it's because it's been quite a past two weeks and even more specifically, it's been quite, um, <sighs> quite a week. I've been going through so much stuff uh, in my personal life. Uh, I'm gonna turn myself up my own headphones you, you you, you know you mind all right hello oh that's 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 more me than I could ever ask for in my ears Um, and I'm just getting over an ear infection too so yeah we're three minutes and 14 seconds into this podcast intro and I don't know how I feel about it I, I want to scrap the whole thing and start from the beginning but if I do that I'll never fucking put out a podcast ever again and I'm also trying not to curse so it's been a whirlwind of a week, two weeks, months, a year and a half, a lifetime, dare I say. And uh, every single thing that I've needed to work on in my entire life uh, is surfacing. And I cry in this episode of the podcast talking to relationship coach James. Um, And I just want to say that everything we talk about, it's such a raw episode. I didn't want to release this episode because it was so vulnerable. But who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. And every single thing I was upset about and frantic about and I cried about in this episode isn't even a problem in my life. I'm not even concerned by any of the stuff that I was concerned about uh, when I was doing this podcast, when I actually recorded it a couple weeks ago. That's not completely true, but the point is, because um, we talk about time frames and relationships and getting married and moving in and having babies, and I'm concerned about my age and all this stuff, and I'm so susceptible to um, anything people tell me. And James is a wonderful uh, relationship coach, he gives great advice, but I have this uh, special ability to hear everything the worst and most wrong way that the person who's telling me never intended it to be heard. So that's kind of what happens in this episode. I am the poster child for what not to do in a relationship, how not to take in information, and, uh, you know, just how not to process uh, advice that was well-intended and uh, seemingly good advice, except when it entered my brain. Anyway, so what happened was I spiraled out of control after I had this, uh, this recording sesh with James Ellen Hanrahan, and... Uh, And what it has led me to, I'm still in my relationship. I'm dating a wonderful man who's also named James, a different James. Uh, God, I wish I had never admitted his name on this podcast. I wish I just kept a little something for myself and kept a little things, a a little something just under wraps. Anyway, who cares? It doesn't matter anymore. Nothing matters. We're all just going to die. It's just a question of when and how. Anyway... um, I spiraled and all this stuff, uh, surfaced for me and I've said it before and I'll say it again, what I'm dealing with currently and have been for the past couple weeks and, and sitting with is the fact that, um, it's not that I'm unhappy. It's just that a lot of things in the way I've been living my life, uh, things I've been doing for a long time are no longer serving me I have a lot of bad I have a lot of bad habits habits that don't work anymore habits that never worked when I'm in a relationship coping mechanisms and tools because uh, uh, I've like led this life of like you know it's so boring a bad childhood daddy issues PTSD trust issues fearful avoidance uh, behavior in relationships I'm super reactive. I I have so much anger in me. So I came to the conclusion in the past couple of weeks when I've been struggling with my mood and my happiness and my um mental health. Dare I say mental health? It's such a pop culture buzz term, but you know, rightfully so, it should be. I've been struggling with so much stuff. And yes, I might cry in this intro. Uh so many tears all over this episode today. Um where was I? Yeah. I know this on a, on a... I know that... I'm aware of the fact that no one else can do it for you. No one else can make you happy. You can't base your happiness on how... You know, on somebody else. And, and I, I can't rely on somebody else doing all the things to... Being responsible for my happiness is what my point is, and I have a habit uh, of doing that in relationships. You know, um, everything that my boyfriend might do is wrong. Any boyfriend I've ever had, you know, I want it done a certain way. I have a fear of abandonment. All these boring things, and all these lots of people go through, and a lot of people don't experience. But my responsibility right now in my life has nothing to do with time frames or markers in a relationship or putting the responsibility of my happiness on whoever my significant other is, um, I have to do that for me. So that's at the forefront of my life right now, remembering how to make myself happy and take my happiness, take responsibility for my happiness, finding myself again. Because I don't know if I lost myself. My mom was telling me this the other day because I had quite a night. And my God, I hope all this is tracking and making sense because uh, my headphones are just really irritating me. My mom told me the other day because she came over to my house when I was uh, very emotional and needed a chat. And uh, she insisted she come over, and I was like, you know what, all right. She was like, I'm coming over, just say yes. And I was like, oh, I really don't want you to, you don't need to. And she was like, I'll bring you groceries. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to go to the grocery store later, don't worry about it. And she's like, please, I insist, let me go to the grocery store for you. And I was like, okay, I need juice, and this and that. And then she brought me all all these fun things, uh, except juice. She forgot to bring juice, which is probably a healthier thing, Uh, you know, I can drink water and Pellegrino and what have you. Anyway, but it's always fun when a mom goes to the grocery store for you. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had that done, but sometimes I'll be sick. And because my mom lives in Los Angeles, it was such a treat. It's such a treat to live in the same city and be on speaking terms with my mom that when she goes to the grocery store for me, she always buys these things that I would, I would never buy for myself. And uh, it's such an exciting thing as I get to try all these neat, fun things that I end up loving. So, uh you know, who cares that she didn't buy me juice. So she's sitting on my couch, we're having a chat, the groceries were put away. And she said, Alexi, you know, when you're not in a relationship, you are so confident. And she said all these nice things that moms tell their kids. And I, I, I choose to believe all these nice things. I'm not going to say all the nice things she, she told me about the B because that would be a little bit too braggy, but, uh, At one point I was like, how come my boyfriend doesn't say all these things? And she's like, I don't know why he doesn't say those things to you. But then she was like, wait, he does. He just forget everything good. And I was like, you're right. Anyway, but she was saying all these nice things. And she goes, you're really confident when you're not in a relationship. When you're single, you know, you'll go out, you do all your stuff, you, you know, in your life and you're productive work-wise and with your friends and you're charismatic and you're this and you're that. And you see a guy and you put your attention on him and you get what you want. And then when you get the guy, something happens. When you fall in love, something happens. There's a shift. Suddenly, you make you, you give your power away. You know, and I have said this before on on various episodes of this podcast. But uh, and she goes, and then when you drink, she goes, you give your power away and you wobble a bit. You just you wobble a bit, and it's okay. It happens. People lose themselves in relationships, and, and it happens to you when you fall in love. And then on top of that, when you drink, it's it's another. Uh, confidence. uh, uh, It hurts your confidence. It's not good. It doesn't work for you. So she was reminding me of this and I was like, oh God, you know, it's true. I agree with you, mommy. Mommy, I agree with you. And so I'm sitting here now as I record this intro, talking to all of you out there all of you people, whoever you are, wherever you are, I hope that you're listening. Let me know that you listen. Send me direct messages on Instagram to let me know that you listen. Um, I realize that everything my mom was saying is true. And it is so hard for me to be in a relationship with anybody. Oh, this is the part where I start crying. Okay. It's just so hard Not because I don't pick wonderful men. I actually pick wonderful guys. Every boyfriend I've ever had, anybody I've fallen truly madly in love with, they're wonderful and they treat me well. And then I have this way of acting out of fear, being riddled with fear. Um, For whatever reason, being filled with anger, maybe making these guys my dad. God, it's so cliche and boring. It's so fucking cliche and boring. Anyway, when I'm in a relationship and truly in love with somebody, as great as they treat me, as wonderful as it begins, it is so hard for me on a personal level to trust the love, to be content, to be happy for someone else's happiness even sometimes, to not become codependent. And I can't even explain all the other feelings of rage and anger and insecurity and panic and PTSD and levels of wanting to control things that don't need to be controlled all this stuff just comes up in me and it's a really bad feeling it's it's debilitating it makes me makes me diminish myself it makes me dim myself and I do it to myself it's all my doing it's and I'm not trying to be hard on myself because I can imagine people would be like, don't be so hard on yourself. Other people go through it too and be gentle and kind to yourself. And I am. I'm trying to be. But what I've been struggling with this past couple, couple weeks, you know, while I wasn't putting out a podcast because I have to watch myself because as you can tell, when I turn on a microphone and, and record intros, if I'm in a state of complete raw vulnerability which I am now and even more so was in the, a state like this, just, yeah, more so last couple of weeks. Um, I'll just share too much and I'll say things that I will regret. I feel calmer now, so I feel like I can be honest and vulnerable, but not mean or too reckless. Um, anyway, so... As painful as it is to be, so that's what I've been grappling with. Like it, it's about me deciding if I even want to be in a relationship with anybody ever again. It's about I was I've been wondering like, do I want that? Do I want to go over this hurdle? Do I want to like walk through all this pain, this like internal pain and the struggle f- that exists when I try to like let someone love me and when I love someone. Because I feel so out of control when I'm in love with someone. I feel like it's a power play. It's a a game like I'm going to lose and I want to be the winner. And that's just not how you love someone. And and even though my brain, I know all these things. And I'm, you know, I am, you know, smart people don't have to say they're smart. But I am a smart person. And I know all of these things. Uh, But it doesn't mean... I stop with the behavior or acting out or I don't feel the feelings that come up, the uncomfortable feelings that come up as I try to walk through loving someone and being loved. So, you know, I sat down with my therapist and and he's like, you know, whatever this is, however wonderful the person you are, you're with, however wonderful this person is, is this working for you? How do you, how do you feel? And it wasn't working for me because... I I couldn't make it work for me. And I'm still in my relationship. We haven't broken up or anything. I'm just rambling because this episode has to do with the relationship coach and And it went from me thinking that like I had to be worried about like when am I gonna have kids with this person? I but it's not about that. It's about me reconciling my own demons and figuring my own shit out before I can be happy with anybody, before you can even get to those happy markers with another person because I need to get myself right first. That's when when I, when I zoom out or zoom in, that's what I realize is like the real shit that needs to be taken care of. Not, not like come up with another reason to sabotage my relationship by going, well, we're, we're at the year and a half mark and we, I I don't have a ring on it. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. That's because you're psycho. That's because you make it so hard, Alexi. That's because if, whether it's this guy or another guy, whatever, you'll always behave this way and it's not working and you're suffering, Alexi. So fucking, learn how to love, learn how to love yourself, learn how to love another person, learn how to accept love, learn how to make yourself happy on your own. That is the most important thing. Calm down, chill out, try a new medication. Don't try a new medication. Exercise, do yoga, go on a walk, go to the beach by yourself, go on a drive, do something creative. Do your own stuff. Let another person live their life and you live your own life because it's this how it's working now is not working anyway so i've been going on a personal journey i am changing medication i went on zoloft uh, a while back oh, maybe i don't know how many months ago nine months ago last october i went off of it then i went back on it then i went up on the dose then i realized this shit isn't working cuz there there is some dark i'm not going to go into the details but i had some dark toxic, scary, reactive, out of control evenings that involved me so much anger alcohol was involved and i just went off the deep end the things that i did said how i behaved how desperate and embarrassing and raw and vulnerable and the raw vulnerability that's not the problem it was like out of control, scary behavior that, uh, yeah, that I took part in. Um, so I decided because of course I go to a therapist and a psychiatrist now. Yeah. Born and raised in LA and i had never gone to a psychiatrist and a therapist, but now I talk to my mom, my healers, I've got crystals, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a boyfriend, a manicurist. I talk to everybody. I'm trying to get help from every place I possibly can. Uh, So my therapist was like, even my mom, who was like so anti, like medication, but now she's like, just do what you need to do to get your mind right. I'm sorry, you know, eat well, exercise medication just like listen to the experts that you're talking to i want the best for you and i by the way the psychiatrist i go to was recommended by my um psychologist and the reason my psychologist recommended the psychiatrist is because he is the uh, most conservative when it comes to medication uh most conservative psychiatrist ever and he, he his mantra is start low go slow. And my goodness, we've been going slow. And I want to go faster and harder but, uh, now that I trust him. Anyway, but I said to my psychologist, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to surrender to what the psychiatrist says. And he was like, thank you. So I told that to the psychiatrist. I changed medication. I just started taking Prozac, a low dose of Prozac. Um, now I'm on the lowest dose of Zoloft. And the lowest dose of Prozac because I, I I'm trickling down from the Zoloft, trickling into the Prozac, because um, you have to trickle, trickle on and off. You can't just fucking go cold turkey. You have to listen to what the doctors tell you to do. I've had friends who have gone off uh, medication cold turkey and like literally their brain bl- their brain turned off and they've like driven off the side of a road, like as if somebody unplugged the uh, you know a television set. Not the way to do it. If you're gonna do it let's do it the right way. Let's do it the way the experts tell you to do it. So I'm changing medication. I've taken some time for myself. And by the way, I'm, it's like five days into like me trying to uh, get a handle on myself. So it's not like I'm an expert or I'm there yet or anything, but like I've taken some days apart from the boyfriend I've stopped drinking. It's only been like a week of not drinking because I love alcohol so much and I don't think I'm an alcoholic at all. But I will tell you, I definitely don't take well to alcohol anymore. It doesn't serve me and I love it so much. It's so fun and it doesn't always affect me in a negative way, but I'll tell you. What's that quote? Something about how like alcohol isn't always horrible. Like I don't always have a horrible night when i drink alcohol but my most horrible nights have always involved alcohol and that is so true for me so i just feel like my body is like so allergic to alcohol and it's just not serving me it's not helping it's not working anymore so i'm just trying to do everything i can for myself to be loving and kind and get my act together and make my get my brain right going on like a walk a day for an hour Eating because I forget to eat all the time. I'll drink a bunch of caffeine and then not eat, and then I'm just and then I'll like drink alcohol to like disappear or to change my mood or, because I'm low blood sugar and that's not working. So I've been eating thanks to my mom's groceries. Uh, I'm going to go to a silent retreat just so I can just be with myself and just as scary as that is actually because that is very scary to be alone with your thoughts because that's usually when everything really. When the shit hits the fan is usually when I'm just like living in my head and all these thoughts are coming up for me. But the silent retreat, you walk through all the thoughts because you meditate. You're meditating so much. So I've been meditating on my own twice a day for 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes twice a day. So 40 minutes total, not drinking, changing the medication, eating well, um, taking some time just by myself. And I went to I go to this place called the Lake Shrine uh, Retreat. It's in Pacific Palisades. I rented a car the other day because um, I take lift everywhere. I like, take lifts everywhere, and I thought, you know what? I want to have a beautiful day where I drive from West Hollywood to Malibu, and I want to I want to go to the beach by myself because that's something I usually do with you know friends or my boyfriend. And I just thought I want to just know what it's like to be by myself, and and uh, I mean I know what it's like to be by myself, but I just wanted I I. I just was trying to do as many nice things for myself and be on my own and kind of like, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I, I thought, okay, I'm going to rent a car because if I take lifts everywhere, it'll be like $1,000. So I'm going to have a really great day. I'm going to drive down the down sunset, the scenic route, go to the lake shrine, retreat, uh, you know, meditate all day just for hours because uh, they say before you do the silent retreat, you should just try like to take as many days as possible where you go to the lake shrine and you meditate for like two or three or four hours if you can. That way when you do the three to five day silent retreat, you're not like, what the fuck is this? This is too much. Which is like such good advice because I'm I'm like, oh, I can handle it. But I'm even the other day I was trying to meditate and hang out for like three hours and after an hour and a half I was like, this is intense. Because all this, what I noticed was so much anger came up for me what am I so angry about? Oh my God. I was so, I was so angry and I had all these thoughts, all these thoughts that weren't real but I believed so intensely and in my thoughts while these, these things were coming up I thought to myself my thought on top of all the thoughts and the conversations I was having with myself and beliefs and things that just weren't true at all I went, Alexi, you don't have to believe all this. Every thought isn't true. You don't have to believe or even take any of these things that are coming up seriously, reasons why I should be angry or jealous or why I feel wronged or disrespected and why somebody should have done something something a different way and this and that. Oh my God, I was so fucking angry. I felt it in my body, being silent and meditating and just having my thoughts come up and pass through. Oh my God, I was so angry. And it was like amazing and scary and just like a bit shocking to see how much anger is inside me, just so much. And uh, meditating through it was nice and and realizing that I don't, I don't have to believe everything I was thinking. That was really nice. You know, driving, having a day where I went to a health food store on the way in, uh, in Malibu, Pacific Greens, buying myself a flower, buying myself like Nothing much, you know, just like meandering around a health food store was so fun, just taking my time, people watching, being on the beach, petting, you know, a stranger's dog and just reading and being in my thoughts on the beach. And I I wrote a list of all the things that, you know, that are free, that make me so happy that, oh my God, all the things I want to do and accomplish in my life, but just all the really simple things that make me feel happy, grounded, free, alive, and... Anyway, the conclusion I came to was I don't want to cut and run and I don't want to give up on trying to be in a romantic relationship. I don't want to do that. And I, whether it's this person I'm with or another person on the road, I'm happy to be learning. And I don't even want to say whether it's this person as I want it to work with this person I'm with but I guess I'm grateful for the learning experience I'm having right now, which is, my God, the growing pains are really painful. They're so painful, but I guess it helps me give better advice during my big sister sessions, believe it or not. I'm actually good at at giving these things called big sister sessions where I serve as like a big sister therapist, completely unqualified, completely unqualified. I am not a therapist, but uh, I've been giving so many lately, um, and they're always beautiful And I make these wonderful friends and have all my little brothers and sisters uh, during these big sister sessions. And, you know, all the pain and suffering and growth that I'm experiencing right now, you know, it doesn't hinder the sessions that I give. It's actually very helpful because I have more personal experience to learn from. makes me more empathetic, uh, reminds me me and the people I talk to that we're not alone. And if it's personal, it's universal. But, uh, yeah, so I just want to keep learning how to be in a relationship. I want to get over all this stuff because it's worth it. I don't want to, you know, and I can always just choose not to to try to do relationships later. But, uh, anyway, right now I still want to walk through all the the pain to get to the other side all the discomfort i mean because there's so many rewards along the way there's discomfort and beautiful moments and and growth and stuff like that um and what else did i want to say i've said a lot this is a very long intro um i guess yeah I'm responsible for my own happiness. We all are responsible for our own happiness. And, uh yeah, there's so much going on right now. My God, it seems like everybody's moody. Can I just say that so I don't feel alone in this? What else did I want to talk about? Yeah, I think I said it all. Listen, that's what I've been going through this past two weeks. Fuck it. I'm just going to put this intro out. Let me know what you thought about it. Try not to be too harsh. Be as kind as you'd like to be. That's nice, too. Uh, If you want to schedule a big sister session so you can be my uh, unofficial, official little sister, little brother, I would love that. Click the link in my bio on my Instagram. Uh, Basically, a big sister session is a one-on-one where I listen to every single thing you're going through, all your turmoil, everything that's happening with you. I listen, I give you fantastic advice, and uh, I actually give you action steps and tools to help you through whatever it is you're going through. Uh, don't think I won't bring in my own personal bullshit that I've gone through in order to relate to what you're going through. And, uh, you know, basically we just become best friends. Uh, how does that sound? Fantastic. Fantastic. If you like this podcast, if you relate to it, if it makes you feel any sort of way, uh, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, tell all your friends, uh, yeah. And, um, Thank you for listening. Thank you, James, Alan, Hanrahan, for being on this episode. Uh, And again, read the show notes uh, in this episode on your podcast app, wherever it is you're looking at this. Um, You can just click the link and and get your very own words of wisdom from James, and he can guide you uh, into a more flourishing life. Of dating, flirting, relationships—he just breaks things down. And uh, until then, until when? I don't know. Um, until next time, uh, I will have an episode out next week. I talked to uh, Laura Elliott. She's a a uh, she's a Reiki healer. She's a she's an energy healer. And uh, I had a session with her, and it was beautiful and fantastic. And I'm going to make sure two weeks don't go by. Uh, where I don't put out a podcast. Oh, that's not, that's not going to happen. Oh, God, I just jinxed it. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up. I should really not use phrases like that. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna throw us over to the conversation I have with James Allen Hanrahan. Please enjoy it. Let's be friends on Instagram. Please DM me. I need to know, uh, I need to know you're out there. Let's hold each other's hands uh, through this life of uh, joy, suffering, despair, growth, love, and death. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Just, you sound great. You sound okay. great. One day I'll be able to force. That's what me. I was
1: going to tell you. You have a great voice. Oh, oh my God. Thank
0: you very much. Yeah, oh I was God. listening to your
1: voice. I was like, wow, that's Jeez. Good. <laughs> oh my God. You hear that
0: people? Jesus Christ. Listen to her voice. All right. Okay. Girl so many, knows what she's doing. I hope so. Oh man. By the way, from all my listeners, uh, just to set the stage, uh, provide you with the, uh, you know, what's going on here right now. It's, fucking boiling. It's boiling, isn't it? It's is hot. And you're wearing a button-down shirt.
1: I'm just trying to look good just even try- though we're on the radio. You
0: look fantastic. <laughs> uh, and because uh, I don't have air conditioning, and if I did, I would have to turn it off anyway because it would mess up the sound quality of the podcast. I've turned off the fan... So I just want to apologize to you, James.
1: It's all right. It's okay. It's
0: my boyfriend's name too, by the way. Is it really? This is going to be great. I mean, they're going to be really in love with you or just be really angry and disappointed nonstop. Even though he's a great boyfriend, I'm
1: always uh, Yeah, that's the way it goes in love.
0: I get, it does it because it's like I'm always, I can always tell when I'm in love because I'm always angry and disappointed and it's not even the guy's fault. It's just my relationship to a bad father and how I deal with men So it's really irritating But like, if we'll get there Anyway
1: Well you know what it is It's it love or hate Those are both good It's when you're indifferent That you have a problem It's true so, <laughs> so
0: fighting is sexy Fighting is good Fighting means
1: You know people in relationships The people who love you Will fight with you
0: Yeah People who don't
1: The people who don't Gonna leave oh, They're gonna
0: leave <laughs> they're just like ugh, Glazed over And gonna, gonna leave Um Tell me how to say your last name So I don't fuck it up Because I always have this fear Of mispronouncing people's names
1: I have a way to do it It's called Han Ra Han
0: Han Do it again Ra Ra
1: Han
0: Han Alright listeners
1: can't see that can't But see I'm making hand signals for that We
0: did a high five kind of vibe Han <laughs> Then we're like pulling down a thing Like Or like go team kind of vibe Yeah Ra right. Like Ra Ra Sis boom, ba. Han Hanrahan
1: uh-huh. Han. Hey Did I nail it? James
0: yeah. Allen Hanrahan Nail Han. yeah. it So how did you end up being a relationship and dating
1: coach? I wasn't planning on it. Okay. And then I got married, and I was so inspired by being married. Why? I thought, wow, this is great. And I was an insurance agent. I was selling health insurance. And I thought, this is great. I'm making all kinds of money. I got residual income, and life is good. Then they changed the health care laws, and there went my business as far as my residual income. Yeah. And then I met my my mentor, Quite by accident. Dr. Pat Allen, she, I heard she was on your show. She was on my show, yeah. and I've
0: been to two of her uh, her seminars. Yeah,
1: and she's amazing. and she's, she's brilliant.
0: Wait, how did you meet her?
1: I just went the same way you did. I went to her seminar.
0: Oh, my God. And then it turned
1: out, at that time, this was like eight years ago, she had a school. And so I went to her seminar. I fell in love with her. And I'm like, okay, I'm joining your school. And I spent two years with her. And then I ended up studying with her for four years. And I wrote those two books with her, actually. A Life of Love, and Dating Advice for Alpha Women. And those are both written with her. Oh, my goodness. So she's been a a tremendous influence on my life.
0: Wait, so you you spent two years studying with her? Actually, four. Four Four years. years. (laughs) Uh,
1: Two years school and then two years of extra credit. What
0: happened to the school? (laughs) What
1: happened to to the school? Well, you know, she's 84. That's true. You can't be doing school all the time. That's true. 84, you got to take it easy for a second.
0: Oh, my God. And what brought you to her?
1: In the first place. Just by accident. Just by serendipity. I just saw... And and the funny thing, she doesn't really advertise, so you have to accidentally find her. Yeah. Or the way I like to do business now, too, is by referral only. Oh, is that true?
0: (laughs) Why is that? You got too many weirdos? No,
1: no. I'm just kidding. I mean, but I do believe in referrals because... It's self-evident If you help somebody Then they want to help others And they tell you So I think it's a good way to go they want to pass And you it on. meet like-minded people That you actually like
0: Oh, that's true <laughs> I know And I found out about you Because my friend Mish Who's been on this very podcast mm-hmm. And I know she, uh, she adores you And thinks you're really good At what you do And uh I need you to solve all my problems, too. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm a client now. I'm, <laughs> I'm officially uh, a client. I, I
1: sign up. I hope you don't mind. Um, yeah, That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's how I met me. She, you, know, yeah. she, you know, by referral. And then she referred me, and then she referred me to you. And I'm just saying,
0: well, what is I it? believe
1: in that kind of thing.
0: On your website, it says you, you're an ASR and a TA practitioner. What does that mean?
1: ASR is androgynous semantic realignment. And that's actually the doctorate work of Dr. Pat Allen. And what it means is that we're all androgynous. We're all a mixture of masculine and feminine energy. And it's somewhere along a continuum. Some of us are more masculine energy. Some are more feminine energy. And somewhere along that continuum, we all fall. So this concept that she came up with, which is pretty brilliant, is that you can, by using your words, you can align your energy to either be more masculine or more feminine as you choose.
0: And what is... A TA practitioner.
1: A TA practitioner is transactional analysis. What is it? Transactional analysis. And that's by Eric Byrne. And he's another brilliant guy. And what he came up with was an easier system. Like, he learned, like, the Freud kind of system. And he made it a little simpler. And he focuses primarily on communication and it's going to sound funny, but how to talk like an adult. Oh, boy. I, I know. I think I, I think I need that. Talk adult to adult. Okay. Because there's three ways you could talk. You could talk parent to child. That's where you try to tell people what to do. Yeah. <laughs> or you act like a child, child to child. And child to child is not all that bad because it's kind of what we're naturally like but what we're trying to do is in conversations is get it to an, especially when you have a challenge like with your boyfriend or any kind of challenge with any kind of person. By the way it's, everybody,
0: I'm thriving with my boyfriend. He's wonderful. He's the greatest. I don't want me to, I don't want anybody to think I'm shitting all over my boyfriend. I've had problems before him. I have had problems <laughs> during, you know, I always have problems, but I'm just trying to work through them and be better, so I just wanted to clear that up. Anyway, keep going.
1: I love you, James. <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right, keep going. So what I was saying is just just to make conversations so that you can ask for what you want and say no to what you don't want in an adult way that people can hear you Hmm. and not feel threatened or well there's three ways you can either try to intimidate people like do it my way or else or you can try to seduce them hey do it my way look at everything i did for you but we're trying to find a way what we call negotiate so you negotiate with love hey i want this i'll give you this how do you feel what do you think
0: how do you break out of bad habits if you if one person in the relationship has been acting a certain way the entire time that causes the other person to feel like they're on eggshells and they're they're like oh god like she's she's always been mad at me for all these little things and how do you stop the other person from being on eggshells you just have to show good behavior for a while to make them trust you again does that make sense
1: well, yeah, I hear where you're going with that. I mean, there is an aspect of you have to build, if you, something happens to somebody, then they have to build, and this is true even when you first meet someone, you have to build a trustworthy record with someone. A trustworthy record. So over time, so it, and you really bring up a good point because the most important thing what I look for when I'm talking to any clients or even my own life is the people you're dating, can they make and keep agreements?
0: Can they make and keep agreements, yeah.
1: And that's how you tell if they can build, well, that's, how you tell if they can have the ability to love? And also, if they can make agreements over time. So you start with simple agreements. Like, hey, I want to take you out and, and let's meet at 8 o'clock. If both people show up, well, we're on the track. And if they can keep simple agreements, then we can add complexity. But first, you have to show me that you can keep a simple agreement. I can keep simple agreements. And Good. And he, <laughs> and, and, and he I'm can, sure James and, is happy about well, that. <laughs> and he can
0: keep simple agreements, but it's the complex things that are like, I have... I will zoom out again, and, and it will be all about you. But I'm going to zoom in for a bit and get okay, really you zoom. Where you got to go? Uh, uh, I have a lot of problems that I bring to my relationship. Okay, I bring a lot of daddy issues, uh, reactivity, vigilance when he does. My partner doesn't deserve it, and uh, you know, just a lot of turmoil. I'm addicted to fighting. A lot of turmoil, and where it feels like you know, and I've got this very stable, nice man in my life who has never dealt with a person like this before. He's <laughs> British. He's comes from a healthy family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what my point is, I suppose, is... Uh, I don't even know. I, I, the complexity is I just don't know how to... Um, I'm usually in the wrong, but I don't want to be wrong all the time. <laughs> he's not always right just because I'm the crazy person in the relationship. I just don't even know where I'm going with this. I don't know how to... Uh, I don't know how to... I don't know. I don't well, I get know
1: you. Saying. I understand what you're saying. Well, the one thing I would say is, just so we all know, we're all wounded.
0: Yeah. Okay. So well, good.
1: everybody, including your English boyfriend, mm-hmm. no offense, James. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we're all wounded and that's okay. So it's the people who are willing to walk with you. That's what we're looking for because there are no perfect people. So we can just rule that out right away. Yeah. But getting closer to your question... One, if you're more specific with me, that would be a lot easier. But two, it just comes down to you just have to just let people know who you are and what you want and what you don't want. But if you have an example, then we can really go to work on it.
0: I think I just have a lot of bad habits where I always like to find something to
1: hook in. Hook. <clears throat> Excuse me, you guys. Are For example, than that. like specifically. Like,
0: oh, boy. I don't even know if I can get there. I'll probably, I'll remember in a bit and then I'll get back to it. I'll, I'll, you know, they're just too many. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, I feel like lately what I'm learning is, uh, I always think everything has to be perfect in a relationship. And whenever, if he has a weird tone and he's not in a good mood, or if I have a problem, I always go, it's all ruined. Oh, my God. I blow <laughs> everything up, up thinking, oh, my God, we need to break up now. It's not perfect. You're going to hate me forever. I'm filled with shame. You'll never not be mad at me for this. So, and what I'm learning is if somebody's going to walk with you, and apparently, and supposedly, the walk is supposed to be, like, until you die or one of you dies, maybe, that that comes up like problems arise and it's just how you deal with them and you just let things go and and you make room for problem interactions and that's
1: okay absolutely you bring up a good point because the thing is here's the thing if you want a relationship you're going to get some of what you want and some of what you don't want and you got to be okay with that yeah because that's the deal you don't get everything
0: you don't get everything
1: no sorry And there's no perfect people. That's what I told you. There's no perfect people. So the people that need perfect people, they got to stay by themselves. Yeah. But if you can deal with the fact that people have, for lack of a better word, issues. Yeah. (laughs) That we're all wounded to a certain degree. But that's what makes us human. That's what makes it interesting. And when someone can sit with you and walk with you, that's how you really feel love for them. When they don't run... (laughs) Yeah, well, you're, you're like wow, this is amazing. They haven't run yet.
0: Yeah, because I yeah, I get so into like codependent love. I, that's my my usual thing is like, oh my god, I uh, you know dating addicts or musicians, which is probably the same thing. Like I love uh, you know you were a musician. I don't know if it, I'm not saying you were addict. Okay, <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying
1: you yeah, get, just yeah. lay it on. Laying on. Yeah. I didn't no. do any of those things. But you, okay. didn't do, you didn't do
0: any of those things, but I'm just saying you get the music scene. You know, it's a kooky scene sometimes. But Absolutely. Uh, so I I'm like a person who thinks oh it should be like passionate immediately uh, you fall in love you say that in a week you want to get married but those things always burn out now I'm in a healthier thing and I'm like oh my god I'm in this thing it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be like this it's supposed to be like wildly romantic having sex in the kitchen counter every day at least once a week you know oh my god we're not having sex two, two or three times a day but then I go wait a minute all those things ended this guy's still here after all my bullshit <laughs> Anyway.
1: No, you bring up a point because here's the thing. As you mature, you realize, like, I talk about this. When you meet someone, especially like musicians, no offense, musicians, I've been one, okay. Mm. They they start at level 10. That's me all the time. Level 10. You're like, level 10, whoa, let's go. Uh, Sex every second. Yeah. Let's go. But level 10 is not sustainable. Yeah. And that's why they can't maintain it. So it lasts, like, and we call it uh, 90 days, 90-day 90 wonders. They, they last 90 days, and then they wonder what happened. Oh, wow. Because you can't sustain that level. Yeah. So for me, I try to tell people, look, how about we start at level five and build? Like, find someone who likes you for who you are. And don't get me wrong. You have to have chemistry. There's no way around it. And it's a, and it's a wonderful thing. But I just get concerned when people start at level ten and then they burn out, like you said.
0: That's my usual vibe. And
1: then you got and the problem is, you, you start at level ten and you burn out, and then you like heartbroken, and then you meet another level ten, and you start all over again. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, so so break it down. You're talking to a person who's not in a relationship. What is your uh, your dating advice for them when before you've even met someone?
1: Well, just and to your point about find someone, like I said, who can start at like level 5. Like they like you, but they want to get to know you. Oh my god. <laughs> I know it sounds unacquainted. Like why would anyone take the time to get to know you? But guess what? It takes time to get to know people.
0: Yeah, I bet you're about to describe everything my
1: boyfriend, the other James, is. It's going to be really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Right? He's taking the time to get to know you. As a human being. Yeah. Ah, Wow. What a unique proposition. What is that all about? (laughs) Who thinks there are people who care about human beings? But it turns out some people actually care about your humanity and they want to know it. And they're not just like, okay, let's go level 10 because I'm an addict and I can't live any other way. And then I'm going to burn out in three months and see you later.
0: And so... A single girl just having burnt out I'm, I'm gonna say it's for women but I don't know because you coach women primarily is it only primarily
1: women? yeah I have some men as well but yeah let's P- do
0: so we're gonna deal primarily with women so girls just gotten out of a bunch of horrible level 10 you know <laughs> just relationships too much she's starting fresh she comes to see you and we're gonna try to push her into a healthy uh, style of dating so she starts at a level she, where does she meet the guy where do you suggest?
1: I like to meet people, I suggest when people ask me that question, that they meet in things that they already like to do. Like I met my wife dancing salsa, but I already like dancing salsa, and so did she. So something that you already like to do, and that might be, and I like workshops, events. I really like classes. Yeah, Something that's going to meet for eight weeks or 12 weeks because of that, you get to meet someone over time, and you see how they interact with other people, and you don't really need to make a date because you're seeing them next week anyway.
0: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going.
1: So that to me, you need like a workshop because I like places where there's some kind of unstructured time. Like even when people meet in the grocery store, it's because they're waiting in line. Or they met at the car wash because they were waiting for their car. So unstructured time is a really important aspect. Something that you're interested in, that you both have something to talk about. Okay. So like if you go to a workshop on you know, Chinese cooking, oh, it turns out you both know how to talk about Chinese cooking. Yeah. And it's a starting point. And the most important thing is go where you are happy to go. Oh, that's (laughs) true. Don't go where you're not happy because people are attracted to happy people. Then why do I
0: have a boyfriend? It's a miracle. I know. <laughs> I
1: know. Well, there kidding. are those dark people that just like dark people. What? What can I tell you? No, he's there's, a light person. There's a lid for every pot is what they <laughs> ah, say. So.
0: Yin and yang. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but you're well, pretty
1: light, so I, I, I think you know, I, you're know like, you downgrading, but it's not really true. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: light and dark, as as we all are, maybe. But um, Nice. Okay, so how do you feel about apps?
1: Apps, it's okay. Whatever you do, okay? But I will say this. The game is played in person.
0: Tell me what the game is. Tell me everything.
1: Because you do not know the person until you meet them in person. You do not know if you have chemistry for that person. You have to meet them in person. So, and you know, everyone's got a great picture. We're in LA. Everyone looks amazing. Yeah. On picture. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. I've never seen so many great pictures. (laughs) Yeah. But you got to meet people in person because 90% of what we're doing is body language, tones, gestures, postures, it's so little the visual aspect of it, and you have to feel their energy. So my point to you is, fine, do an app, but make sure you see them in person as soon as possible.
0: Well, so like as far as like we're talking about feminine energy and masculine energy, and uh, and I read Getting to I Do, and had Pat Allen on the podcast. What do you think? I mean, it's a bit confusing because it's like, oh, guess a woman needs to know what she wants to lead with, right? What energy? Like if she wants to be the masculine energy or the feminine one in the relationship.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I wrote a book called Dating Advice for Alpha Women. Dating because, Advice
0: for Alpha Women.
1: Okay, because Alpha women am have I, both energies. Am I alpha? Absolutely. Oh boy. Here <laughs> we go. Oh my
0: god. But so, I want to be feminine in my romantic relationship. Yeah, but I
1: want you but you wanna have a choice. You wanna be able to access your feminine energy or your masculine energy. So It doesn't do you any good to be feminine at work, like when you're doing your thing. But in your relationship, if you want to be. But what I'm trying to get people to understand is that we're both. And we're evolving, okay? So women and men are becoming more of both. But you should be able to have the skill set to be able to access either one. Because there's an interesting thing, I'll be a little bit technical, can I? Yeah, please. There's this guy, Carl this guy. Carl Jung. I've heard guy, of him. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise main... known as this guy. My main man, Carl <laughs> My, Young. This guy, Carl yeah. Young, you know. <laughs> he came up with this something he called it what's being ego dystonic. And what that means is, so we already established we have both energies, masculine and feminine energy. But you can be what's called ego dystonic is when you're inside out. So for, as a woman, that means your masculine energy is running your life and your feminine energy is not, or vice versa for men. And that's like a lot of times when men are the musicians or addicts and they're running from their feminine energy. Yeah. But you want to be able to access whichever one you want. And that most has to do with the tools as far as i learned them from from my mentor, Dr. Padon, is very simply. Can I tell you very simply? Yeah. Very simply. Easiest way. Do you really want to know? Yes. Are you listeners really want to know? They do. All right. Let's hear it. Ah. Look, if you want to be in your feminine energy, then you just talk about how you feel. If you want to be in your masculine, you say what you think. And I use this all the time because women are going da 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 I say, look, just ask him what he thinks. I say this, hey, I want to do this, that, and the other thing, da 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 What do you think? And the guy lights up like a Christmas tree because you know Why? Why? He feels respected.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, that's what happens.
0: I think I'm completely fucking up because I forgot all of these things.
1: Just do do me one favor. When you see James, say, hey, hey, James, what do you think?
0: What do you think? Don't go, how are you feeling?
1: No, ever ask guy how he feels. My oh. teacher, I, well, you know, Dr. Yeah, she says it's very funny. She said, look, never ask a guy how he feels unless he's puking or vomiting. Okay. <laughs> all right.
0: Okay. Yeah. But, I-
1: but it really works. It's what I'm trying to tell you is... It's very simple. And mind you, we're not trying to be... That's what I'm trying to... I'm trying to get people out of this dichotomy, like black and white thinking, because we're both. Yeah. No getting around it. Yeah. Okay? But just simply ask a guy what he thinks. You're going to make all kinds of points. Really? Yes. Go ahead. Try it, James. I <laughs> try I, it on James. I, I will,
0: because yeah, I, I feel like I'm completely dating a masculine man who might have to access his feminine a lot of the time because I'm coming... I'm becoming very masculine with him and with the fighting and the blah, like the like this and that and like how. Ah. And I, I, gotta, I think I got to reel that in. Stop making him access as feminine because I don't want that dance happening. And I'm going to start saying, yeah, what are you, what are you thinking? But then, but then also don't men hate when you go, what are you thinking?
1: No, it really <laughs> helps when it's in context. But my point to you is rather than ask him if you ask him what he thinks. And the other thing is you just got to know Also, cultural difference. He's from England.
0: Oh, God. So different. So
1: it's a total cultural difference. Yeah. And they're not going to argue with you. They're going to let you just freak out. (laughs) How do you know this? How do you know this? Because it's a culture thing. Everyone knows the English are like stoic. They're not going to say anything. But that doesn't mean they're not thinking something. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And what I'm saying to you is you bring up a good point because you know what happens? There's always this polarity. And this happens a lot, because at first, you start out, you're the feminine, right? And then you, you're hoping the guy's a masculine. But then he doesn't take his part, and he doesn't take responsibility. He doesn't do anything. Next thing you know, you're the masculine. Wait. And it, So, for example, you meet this guy. No offense, musician. Sorry, picking on you today. I'm a musician, so it's fine. forgive me. You meet this guy. He's charming. He's handsome. And he's funny. And he plays guitar. The only problem is, he doesn't make any money playing that guitar. Mm-hmm. When you meet him, you're like, oh, okay, cool, like, I really appreciate all these things. And then, but he doesn't want to take responsibility because, frankly, he can't. And then uh, next thing you know, I got women like taking a job and they're paying the bills and da-da-da. And they can do it because a lot of women are very successful nowadays and they're really smart and that's good. But eventually they have a resentment because, like, man, why is this guy still on the couch? Yeah. And that's an extreme example. But I'm just pointing out to you that there's always a polarity happening. And we got to be mindful of that, which side of the street we want to be on, so we can maintain that polarity in a way that's comfortable for us.
0: Well, see, in my life, again, leading with masculine in the relationship, want to be feminine. If other girls want to feel feminine, because I get a lot of girls writing to me or who listen to the show who are like, you know, I run my own business, I do this and that, but I want to, uh, I want, I'm sorry, I'm a feminist, Alexi, but I want him to pay for dinner and I, I, wanna, I want him to initiate. But then the guy won't initiate, doesn't initiate. With a text or a phone call or anything, and then they go after him, and then maybe they kinda get him, but then he's still not giving anyway, so the the energy's all over the place. So how should a girl who wants to be feminine in the relationship go about the beginning of dating a guy, not?
1: Two things. One is you have to require it.
0: Okay, that's smart.
1: Require it. So what you said the tone and guy If you don't do anything, he will do it. And actually, he wants to do it. But first, he's going to see if you will do it.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Like offer to pay or initiate?
1: Yeah, like I say, look, if the guy asks you out, he's paying. Yeah, he asked you out. Yeah, he's paying. He invited you. He invited you. Yeah. What are you paying? What are you trying to pay for? I don't get it. no. No Dutch. No. Splits. There's no such thing as Dutch. The only time
0: I would split a meal is when I just didn't want. It sounds horrible when I'd be like, Oh, this, I do not. Enjoy. I shouldn't
1: even have paid then. Not even then. Yeah. <laughs> he had the pleasure of your company. A <laughs> good point. And he had a chance to win you over. He just didn't do it. He did not do it. But he has to get it done. And he has to pay for that, no offense, but he has to pay for that opportunity. And because it's good for him, because men fall in love when they give. If he takes care of you, oh, no, I'm falling in love with her. This is a funny thing. I've been working with clients lately. I said, look, there's a lot of independent women. that are all my clients. I said, look, you know how you get a guy? Give him problems. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Give him problems. Give him stuff to do. Because a lot of people Like women They're really independent So they never give a guy a problem They're like Oh I got it I got this I got that I can pay the bill They never give the guy the problem And then they're looking And then other girls Who are less independent Giving guys problems all the time And that guy is fixing every problem she's got Like what kind of problem? She's a genius She's a genius with all those problems What kind of problems? like my car's broken You know I need some stuff from the store My wife does this all the time She's a florist Every time. She goes to the flower market. There's plenty of flowers in the flower market. But she goes, hey, you're going to farmer's market, right? I go, yeah, I'm going. She says, well, can you get me XYZ and XYZ? I'm like, yes. So
0: that's a problem to solve that men like. So if I need, if I need a ride or I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in Pasadena, uh, can you pick me up so we can go to the arc light from Pasadena? Is that okay? Is that, is yes. that a problem to solve? Yes, oh, because excuse- he
1: feels like he did something for you. Oh, my God. We're natural protectors and providers. So you got to give us a chance to do something. But if you're like, hey, I got it. I got my Uber and I got my da-da-da. So, you know, don't worry about it. And I got my own money. Look at this. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, give him problems. So I'm a damsel in distress sometimes, that's actually a sexy
0: thing for the man. even though Because I'm always afraid, oh, he's going to get mad at me. He's going to be annoyed. He's going to hate me.
1: No, he's going to love it. Really? He's going to go, wow. Because at the end of the day, the guy feels like, wow, I solved a problem.
0: Does he really think that? Does my James think that? Is it? subconscious or does he consciously think that
1: it's more subconscious okay good it's okay. not like he's like you know he's like I all the problem and now i'm gonna take over the world yeah because
0: he thinks he's very awoken that's what my boyfriend thinks he's, awoken I, mean, I, like I, a, I don't like to say I'm, woke. Awoken. I'm some white girl with bangs in los angeles i'm not gonna be like saying woke it just doesn't it's not right it's not a. So <laughs> he's I, awoken I, so
1: i say he's awoken he's awoken um but yeah, but you know what? If you give him some problems, he's going to be very happy. I got lots of those. I mean, okay. See, now we've stumbled on something here. We've, uh, we've really. Oh, but him. I do need to give a caveat for this. Yeah. May I? Yeah. Don't give him a problem he can't solve.
0: That's the entirety of me.
1: <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> now we got a real problem. You'll have to come back next yeah, week. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. going to be my but way I'm too. serious. Give him like simple problems that he can actually solve. Okay, but don't give him a problem that there's no actual way to solve it. Hmm. Like if you need you know, stuff from the store, that's an easy problem to solve. But if there's something that's beyond his bandwidth or scope, like you know, fix the internet and he knows nothing about internet or something like this, don't give him those kind of problems. Give him problems you think he could solve.
0: Is it cheating to uh, ask him to pick up flowers for me? I know your wife's a florist, but if I want flowers, shouldn't I just let him buy me flowers? I'm getting a little too... Uh,
1: specific. Now know. we're getting specific. Okay. Okay. Now it's getting interesting. <laughs> Tell me about your flower Is thing. It?
0: It? <laughs> he, he does bring me flowers all the time, but if I, uh, you know, if I want flowers and I say, oh, can you pick up some whatever? Isn't that rude? Shouldn't he just do it himself? Is that too bossy? That's not a problem to solve. That's just a bossy monster.
1: Yeah. You bring up a good point because I got to be careful with you because yeah. you're tricky. Okay? I know. I, I think mean, too much. You think. And that's that's another really good point. Oh, no. If you're... More masking. Stop thinking. Oh my God! So wait, I don't want my stop thinking. Start I'm feeling. How do you feel I'm about that? Feeling, Tell me what you feel. Feeling that's feeling. good How feeling am I feeling? Nothing more than feeling. If okay. I
0: tap into my feelings, and by the way, I don't want my listeners to think that uh, that we're saying, listen, have a lot of problems. Be a dam- <laughs> be a damsel in distress. Stop thinking, you thinkers. No, 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 no. no. But I get what you're saying. Is if I do lead with how I'm feeling. It's a totally different relationship I have to my relationship. I, I, if I'm leading with feelings in my heart, I know, good guy, not a cheater, kind, loyal, whatever, all the, all the nice stuff. But in my head, I'm like, what did he mean when he said that thing two weeks ago? And he looked at me, and there was that pause. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. You know, like, that's when I'm overthinking, which is something I do all the time and causes a lot of stress.
1: Absolutely. Um, but you want some flowers, right?
0: I do want some flowers.
1: Okay. So here's how you get flowers How? (laughs) I'm so excited Here's the thing And I'm a very practical person Okay I'm not uh, I don't believe in theory I believe in the practical I believe in what works You don't believe in what? In theory
0: Okay Okay, Theory So I'm not
1: a big theory person And I believe in the practical aspects Pragmatism Okay So first thing you gotta do with a guy If he wants flowers First you just appreciate what he's already doing for you No matter how minuscule that may be so, say he brought you some candy bars. Oh, thank you so much for those candy bars. Those are amazing candy bars. Da, 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 da. You got to set them up on the reward system. Because guys get paid in appreciation. Hmm. If you appreciate what they do, they will do more. But if they don't get paid in appreciation, they're going to stop doing it.
0: Oh, because it doesn't matter if they do it or not. Because they're, they're not, not getting paid. Oh, no. I might never get flowers. <laughs> <I guess. laughs>
1: so, if he happens to be bringing you flowers, I'm looking for flowers.
0: He bought me that plant. Okay, he so he going to bring you a plant. He gets, he gets me flowers all the time.
1: Okay, but, but a, what you have to do to get even more flowers is you got to make a tremendously big deal. Like, man, thank you so much for the flowers. They're amazing, and I feel so good. You know, when I see those flowers, I just think of you. It's amazing, and it feels so good all the time. And you may think I'm overdoing it, but to a guy, you can never overdo it.
0: But how can I do that if there are no flowers he's giving me? I've got to, like, walk past flowers and go, ah, oh, these flowers. Is that, is that what
1: you're saying? Or no? I'm saying first, whatever he's doing. But you mentioned that he had brought you flowers in the past. Yeah. Okay. Which leads me to believe that when he first started doing it, he was doing it. Yeah. And I'm not saying you didn't, but maybe you didn't like give him a lot of appreciation for those flowers.
0: Hmm. All right. You see what I'm saying? I'll probably get some flowers. On the seventh, so,
1: so on the seventh, when you get your flowers, you gotta go hog <gasps> crazy about it. I go, oh my, God. oh my god, because it's all on the payoff. All like, right. We all we're human. Why do we do things for people? Because we want them to appreciate it. It would be nice. Like, that's the payoff, especially for a guy. Guys are all about appreciation. If we think that what we do makes you happy, yeah, we're good.
0: And if nothing can make a girl happy,
1: then we gotta get a new girl. No offense, girls. You're so right. Oh, my goodness. If we can't make you happy. And men are very noble in this way, because if we realize we can't make you happy, then we'll give you this famous speech. Look, I realize I can't make you happy, and I want you to be happy, so I think you need to be with someone else. (gasps) How noble. That is noble.
0: (laughs) I'm the nobleman. Um, Oh, my God. How? When should a woman have sex with a guy for the first time?
1: Ah, now we're talking business. Yeah. Okay. Tell me
0: everything. I'll stop asking questions. Now
1: we're talking real business because you got to make a deal before you have sex. Okay. So how long does it take? It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of agreements. Okay. So we need some agreements on the table because sex doesn't, hey, we're guys, we love sex. Okay. But it doesn't make us be in love with you. Just doesn't. What makes us fall in love with you is the things we agree to. Like what? Well, there are three. Do you want to know what they
0: are? I do. I
1: do. (laughs) (laughs) I want
0: all the info. All
1: right. And I have to give Dr. Pat credit for this because this is her deal. Uh, First one, monogamy. You have to ask a guy. So here's the thing. The guy, he likes, he wants to have sex with you. Now he's ready to have sex with you. So there's two things to this. So now he wants to have sex with you. First, you have to decide, do I want to have sex with him? And typically, a guy is ready to have sex with you in about, well, five seconds.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay?
1: Well, that's good. And usually, you're not ready for that. So the first thing you have to say is, I really, you know what I'm going to say, right? I really appreciate you want to have sex with me. You're handsome. You're smart. You're charming. I really am attracted to you. So first, you have to lay it on, which we call a stroke. You have to give them a stroke, like appreciation, not that kind of stroke. Appreciation, okay? Yeah. Like, oh, you're handsome, you're smart, you're charming, and I'm really attracted to you. Okay? Then you have to give him well, my, my favorite word. However. However. I don't feel, feel comfortable having sex until I get to know you better.
0: That's nice and simple and easy. And guess what I'm going to say next? What? What do you think? What do you think? Oh, my God. I'm going to cut and paste this. Or everybody listening. It's in my book.
1: Read it. A Life of Love. Get to work.
0: A Life of Love. (laughs) How to create relationships you want. I know.
1: updated But But I want to add to that point because I really want you to ask him what he thinks. And then I want you to pregnant pause because I really want to hear what he has to say about it. I want to know what he thinks.
0: Oh, you have to listen, too?
1: Yeah, I know. That's uh, the hard part. Oh that's God. the hard part. You got to, like, pregnant pause and listen to see if he says one or two things. He'll either say, that's ridiculous. I already know you. We've been together for two hours. Yeah. Isn't that enough? Yeah. We were in the club. Come on. Yeah. That's ready. We're good to go. Or he'll say, okay, yeah, I like you. I'll, I'll take the time to get to know you. And that's what we're looking for. That's the what I The guy get. who wants to get to know you as a... Human being As a human being Human being Whoa
0: What about living together?
1: Living together
0: And fighting and jealousy and stuff like that These are all the things I want to ask you And I will just throw this all at you Just throw it
1: at me as much as you can Just like Hit the wall How
0: to navigate when when you're in the relationship and fights come up A better better way to fight versus a typically wrong way to fight That people might find themselves You know, things that people might find themselves doing you know, how to deal with jealousy, when do you move in, marriage, kids. That's what. That's the train we're going on right
1: now, you and me. Wow, These are all the questions. quite the train.
0: Okay, so like, so... We're going
1: all the way. Well, you're
0: in there. We'll ask, and then when the guy asks for commitment, that's it's on him, right, to say something.
1: So, let's go back to what I said. So, first, you want to get to know him better. But let's say you get to know him better, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is good. I know you better, and I'm going to have sex with you. Then, it comes up to the next question, is... You want to have a long-term plan with the guy. One that you both agree are compatible with. So, for example, if you want to get married, you want to have kids, well, you need someone who wants to do the same thing. So it's all about agreements. And you can agree to a one-night stand. That's an agreement between two people. Yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah. But whatever you want in a relationship, you both have to agree to it. And we need to put it on the table. I call it putting on the table where we can see it. Yeah. And then both agree to it. Because a lot of people, they... They can agree to monogamy, and then continuity means you can see each other regularly, so that's easy enough. But the thing that people have the hardest time talking about is the longevity aspect. Like, what do you want to talk to? Are you, because to me, relationships, they need a purpose. A purpose. And they got to be, they have to have momentum, and you need to be building something. Maybe you want a business together, maybe you want your careers together, or or you want to have a family. But we need people who want the same thing. Yeah. But I strongly suggest that you talk about that before you have sex.
0: I talked about I talked about all those things before. I waited like five weeks, five and a half weeks. We talked about all this stuff. We had a commitment. All this stuff. I know you got to like. Oh, by the way. Again, it's boiling. Uh,
1: Getting hot in here. It's
0: getting very hot. hot I I have rose water if you want rose
1: water misting. In case you guys are wondering how we're keeping cool. I've
0: been so. Feel free to mist your face with rose water. I'm going to
1: be all right. I'm just taking my clothes off. Okay,
0: he's just unbuttoning his shirt. Don't worry, he's got an undershirt on. I know it's insane. The weather's getting hot,
1: that's fine. I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. You can leave that off.
0: Oh my god, a little bit of fan. See, the thing about LA is we we complain when it's like gloomy and it's not, um, it's not. It, when it's just, yeah, when it's not sunny, and now it's and now it's too hot, and now it's like oh god, it's boiling. Anyway, should I turn this off again. Yeah. Oh god, you're a trooper. Anyway, oh yeah, I I I got a commitment. He was committed to me, and then you know we had we waited for sex, and then we got uh, became official boyfriend and girlfriend. in almost like three months and all this stuff. We've talked about living together. We've talked about if he wants kids and marriage. We both want all of those things. Yeah, so that's good. But but we don't live together and we are not engaged and I'm not ready for kids and he's not ready for kids because of work stuff and wanting your life in order and all this stuff. So then I, 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 and I have a lot of things that I bring to the table where I probably don't make another person feel very safe sometimes because I'm so erratic. Uh-huh. So that is a real thing in my relationship. But then I also go, Oh God, We've been together for a year and four months. It's supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be like this. We're supposed to be at this mark or point or whatever. But then again, I don't want to live with anybody right now. I'm not ready to live with him. He's not ready to live with me. I'm not ready for kids. Neither is he. And that's the honest truth of it. But then I know that we're talking about all the future stuff, and he's so lovely and dependable. And consistent. So, what do you think?
1: There you go. What do I think? What do you
0: think? Yeah,
1: (laughs) I think that. Well, a couple things. One, you guys are basically on the same page, and living together can be overrated for one thing.
0: Yeah, I like the fact that I have my space here, and it's It's very
1: nice. And it depends like what kind of temperament you are. If you're more introverted person, you need more time to yourself. This kind of thing, and. There was a famous actress, I forget what her name was. She said, look, get married, but have your own places and visit often.
0: <laughs> Gwyneth, Paltrow,
1: Gwyneth Paltrow is
0: doing that now with her That's what husband. I'm trying to say.
1: And it's not that bad a deal. I mean, both are good. But my point to you is if you don't have, like, if you have kids running around, well, that doesn't make any sense to have your own place, right? But if you're going to have kids. But the, the main thing is if you both agree on it. But I will say this because now you're giving me a time frame. You've been together a year and four months. And the one thing I will say is momentum is very important, and you don't want to wait. No offense. You know, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Because if you wait too long, you guys will get too comfortable with your independence and your and things that you've established. So my point to you is after about a year, year and a half, it's helpful. Like I said, have a plan. I don't care what the plan is. But both agree to it. Say, okay... We're not ready now, but how about like in two years or three years or whatever? I don't care. The thing is that you both have the same vision so that you're building something. See, look, I want to work on my career right now. I want to pound out I want to make a lot of money. And then in two years, let's do this and have kids or whatever you want to do. But keep your vision in mind.
0: I think we both have that because we talk, thanks to me, we talk all the time about everything. Mm-hmm. At our year mark... <laughs> I, did, I did. We did bring up like talk about like are we on the same page? Do we want to live together? Is that on the table still? Blah blah. After you know, we've gone to couples therapy before. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, and I talked to him about. We talk about marriage stuff, and then he's like, uh, he wants to get married one time, and he doesn't. We would never marry somebody after a year or a year and a half. You'd probably wait like three years. Because he just moves real slow. He's, just, <laughs> he's a slow, stoic British guy. Like That's he is, fine. and uh, yeah. But he's uh, he doesn't have a weird douchey LA. thing. I don't know. I can't explain it. Where he's he's a good person. Everybody who meets him, he's so good. And I and I get his point of view, and I don't mind it. But I'm very good at overthinking, and I agree with him, and I feel the same way. But then I'm at a certain point in my life, and I don't want to say my age right now, but. Whatever, I'm in my mid-30s. Anyway, so I'm like, we've even talked about like, oh, what if I age out of having a baby? When are you ready to have kids? He's not. He wish he w- was in a space too, but he's not. And I'm not just because of like financially and all this stuff. It's just like terrifying and I'm a child of chaos and I've taken, I've never been, been pregnant before. never had an abortion, but I, and I, but I want kids. But I'm very like, I don't want to bring them up the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm. And the conditions I was. With. Do you have any kids? No kids No kids And you're loving life You're flourishing You're having a nice time
1: Yeah but the, It's something I regret Because I waited too long You did And I you know, I expired You, ex- you didn't expire <laughs> I, Men can't expire Can men expire? I would just say this It takes a lot of energy To have kids oh, So people my. think Oh yeah guys think Oh yeah I have kids When I'm older Yeah good luck with that Because when you get older You don't have the energy You have when you're younger That's just the way it is I got plenty of energy that's fine, yeah, but you know what? The younger you are, the easier it is
0: yeah he's thirty five
1: yeah, so I'm just saying, yeah, there is a time element to it, and you do need to pay attention to it, yeah, and if you neglect that, you can miss out on seeing your kids.
0: well, this is such a weird thing because, oh my God, am I getting too into my life right now is this that's okay, because
1: okay, we're going to dissect okay. it and
0: well because share it with others i've am I therapist, you know my every day not relationship therapist but like some whatever um i've been working on things i've brought to every single relationship just the same kind of behavior the like vigilance and arguing and fighting and not trusting and reactivity and extreme jealousy and just like reverting to being like a hysterical little girl Uh and i've kind of like pushed every single guy i'll read old journal entries (laughs) and i don't even know who i'm talking about because it could be if I don't use the name, I go, was this so-and-so? Was this so-and-so? <laughs> it's terrifying. And, wow. it, and and it's like people are like, oh, you know, don't blame yourself. You're fine. If he can't handle you, blah, blah. But sometimes it is my fault. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I hold myself accountable. And and I'm doing all this stuff with my current boyfriend. And we have a wonderful time. When we're, when we're good, we're amazing. We're so great. But when it's bad, and for the most part, it is me creating a problem out of nothing because it feels so good i like that i just like love fighting or i just take everything the worst way what did that mean or why isn't this it's not perfect everything's rolling out like but he's still here he's still here he could have left a long time ago mm-hmm. i talk about my mom like what anyway but like so i don't even know i don't know i'm i'm trying to learn all these things i've got all this growing to do and try to learn and i don't not want to be with this person i'm with and it's just annoying that I have to worry about a time frame of having kids, you know, that women do age out of that and stuff like that. And we've talked about it. We've gone, oh, you know, let's take the pressure off of like the kid that he's like, I'd be happy to adopt if you can't, if you end up aging out of having kids or something and then, like in a two years or whatever... I'm okay to adopt, and are are you okay to... So I don't know what to do. Like, do I leave this thing because I want... It should move faster, but then I go back to square one and have to get to know somebody else. Is it the person you love and you're... I just don't know. I don't know what to do, because I don't want kids now anyway. I'm not ready. I'm just so not ready, financially or, like, emotionally, even though I love kids.
1: Well, that was going to ask you, not to get too personal, but, hey, it's a personal show, because the thing with guys is they got to have a plan for themselves first, before they can have a plan for you it's not a judgment I'm just saying it's a fact that when if you're with a man and you meet a guy if he doesn't have a plan for himself, he cannot possibly have a plan for you
0: so what do you do in a situation like that
1: well you get out of it no offense but you do have to be objective and oh you have God. to put a time frame on how much you can last on that kind of thing because the thing is it's just reality that even though I said, you know, guys, time out. They got a longer time frame than You're
0: you. so right. I've been thinking about this lately. Where? Know, so
1: he's 35. Well, yeah, he could, no offense. 36. But 36. But he could piddle around for another four or five, no offense. Even
0: 10 years, six, 46. Seven, eight,
1: 10 years. And no offense, but you can't. I can't. So that's I'm why not. you have to make a deal. That's why I say it's all about agreements. And you would take a risk with anybody, okay? But I will say this. If the guy And I'll say it again If the guy doesn't have A plan for himself He's gonna be hard pressed To get a plan for you
0: Yeah And I'm like Potentially giving up My chance To have a child
1: But I will say this That When a guy tells me Oh well we could just Adopt later I'm not Getting excited about that Yeah You better step up You better make the deal Because There's There's a certain level That You know what I'm saying Like
0: yeah, a year and the a half. The guy better,
1: no offense, year and a half, no offense, sorry to get so serious, but he better make a deal.
0: What's the deal?
1: What do you mean? The that? deal is like, this is what we're going to do in two years or one year or two years or what, I don't know your exact age, but in the time frame that's comfortable enough for you that you can have the the family that you want.
0: You know, I did say like, oh, I would love to have a baby when I'm, get pregnant when I'm like 39, have a baby when I'm 40, because I went to my doctor to find out about my follicles and my eggs and all whatever and that's a possibility. Like, I'm looking good or whatever. So in that department. And then I know that for him, that was like a lot of pressure. Like, with the dates and the thing and the 40 and the this and that and the buying a house and whatever. You're shaking your head No, You're like, I don't like this. This is not good. Right? I'm just saying,
1: it, it's fine. Because here's the thing with guys. We got to walk through that. And we're not going to do it. And what did I say in the beginning, Alexi? I said, you have to require it. I have to require it. You have to require it because we won't do it because we're scared to death. The only reason we do it is because we don't want to lose you. And wow. then we're willing to take risks that we would never take. Wow, okay Because you require That's why I married my wife I didn't marry her because It was like Oh, I just want to marry her I married because I I had to
0: <laughs> But that means something That you think you have to Because that means You don't want to lose her
1: That's what I'm saying The only reason guys Have get married Is they don't want to lose you Why else would they do it? Wow, that's honest And you have to require it You have to say Look, I love you Oh, my teacher loves And it's my favorite thing That she's said. I love you, but not more than myself.
0: I love you, but not more than myself. Wow!
1: You need to get that. That's like that's life. I'm
0: gonna have a talk. I'm gonna have talk.
1: I love you, but not more than myself. Look, I love being together. It's amazing. You're the most amazing guy I ever met. You're handsome. You're charming. You're smart, and I think you are the perfect match for me. However, I don't feel comfortable not having a plan for when we're going to have children. And I know you might not be ready for that, but I just want to know. What do you think?
0: Oh, wow. This just shit just got really real. <laughs> it's got real, real. Like, my heart is like, ah, because you're not wrong. Because the funny thing is I get all murky where I'm like, oh, well, of course, you know, It's if it's like him wanting to set up his life. And of course, that's his track. And that's not personal towards me. And I, I can respect and I get it. And then I'm also like, and we fought so much. And I brought all my baggage to the table. And he's had to put up with a lot. So he probably feels a little unsafe and all this stuff. But bottom line is he's still with me and we're together. And it's too scary to like, I don't know. I go, despite the fighting, because there are good times and then there are bad times, the time thing is a reality. Like, like what am I with my future? What is my, like, be set up,
1: like, But like I said, the guy needs to have a plan for himself before he can have a plan for you. Yeah. And if you miss that part yeah then he will love you but he's just not going to be able to make a plan with you it's not and it's not about love look here's the gene pool the people who make it through the gene pool are the ones who are objective no offense but if you're not objective and you don't have the ability to require what you want then you just take what you get and your gene pool we won't be seeing you anymore.
0: My gene pool passing little Lexi's on. No more little Lexi's. Wow, I want, I want a little Lexi. <laughs> the world should not be deprived of a little Lexi. I need Lexi's in the world, go to little like, ones. I go to like a sperm bank and get some sperm and, and have a little Lexi. Yeah, I'm telling next you. Next year, or in a year and a half or something. But my point is,
1: it's a serious thing that, that it's important that, that you require, because this is your life. I'm talking to everyone. Yeah. Not just Lexi, I'm talking to everyone. This is our life. And if we're not willing to ask for what we want and say no to what we don't want, and if we don't have the ability to love other people but not more than ourselves, then we just, we just acquiesce to stuff that, that's not good for us. We're just like, oh, I understand. No, we don't.
0: Oh, my God. I am, ugh, what else do I need to know? <laughs> you, you offer, you offer workshops, you offer this and that. I mean, I'm just going to sit with that for my own personal life because it's funny. I, I don't know. I went to another therapist, my, my, my usual like uh therapist I've been seeing who doesn't specialize in dating and relationships. But, uh, and when we had our couples counseling, he was like, i was like oh my god also i'm you know 38 i'm 38 you know that's older and i'm like i have to worry i'm thinking about this and that and this and that and i said that in front of my boyfriend and my therapist and my boyfriend my boyfriend was like i want all the same things you want i want all the same things you want but just let it happen and my therapist was like that too he was like right now you're dealing with this stuff to add that to it because we're already going through so many other things so and i do value his advice so where does that leave me what do you think
1: well, I don't want to go against anybody, but I don't believe in letting it happen. I believe in making a plan.
0: Making a plan.
1: Letting it happen—that does nothing. Yeah, does nothing. Only people who have a plan get things done. Yeah, and I, I don't. And like I said, I don't care what the plan is as long as you both agree to it. But for especially with a guy—no offense—we're going to talk generically now. Okay. Especially with a guy who doesn't have a plan for himself. I'm not willing to let any client of mine, <laughs> to kind of take it personal, no offense, go with somebody who doesn't have a plan for them. Period. Well, what's a plan? Because Like, we're going to get married in a year. We're going to have children in two years. And whatever you want the plan to be. We're going to live together. I don't even recommend living I Get married. Get if married. If you want to get married. Don't live with people. Get married if you want to get married. If married. And then if you want to have kids, just make a plan. I don't care when it is. It could be in five years. I don't care as long as you're both on the same page. But when one person's telling me I got a real, you know, a, a time constraint and I want to do this and it's important to me, and the other person's telling me, hey, let's just let it happen, I'm a little concerned.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. I've got some thinking to do. <laughs> Oh yeah, God! I didn't
1: know that was coming. I
0: did not know that was coming. Well, I'll think God, about that. God, why stuff. is life
1: so personal? all the I, time? I right? mean,
0: thank God it is. If it's right. personal, it's universal.
1: Yeah, but it's for. But it's not just obviously for you. It's for all of us because, you know, like I told you, like I'm old enough, and I miss that boat because I didn't. And here's what I want to say: We think, oh, I don't want to do it because I'm going to pressure the guy. Da, 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 da. But guys need pressure. Yeah. Because it makes him better men. What you require makes him a better man. Of course he's scared to death. Of course he doesn't know. But you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Okay, so this friend of mine, this guy, I, I see him and he has a kid. So I'm like, like, you know, you got a kid now, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I go, aren't kids expensive? And he goes, yeah, they're expensive. And, and I go, what about the money? And he goes, don't worry. They bring their own money.
0: What do you mean? What? That's what I
1: said. I said, what do you mean? Brings your own money. Yeah, bring your own money. So I think about it. I go home. Next week, I see him. I go, hey, you know when you told me that part about where the kid brings his own money? How does that work? He goes, well, you get up in the morning, you look at your kid, and you go, man, I got to go make some money. Yeah. And my point, too, is that's what it takes. Like, we're, we're not ready for anything. We're really not. We become ready when it's required of us. That's how we become better people. What is required from us to step up in any aspect of your life?
0: You're so right. Oh my
1: God! And so this is one of the the funny thing, and I want to turn this around. Is actually think about this. If you're willing to walk with this guy, you're giving him a tremendous gift. Mm. Oh my God! You're willing to build a life with him and have children with him. It's such an honor. We act like it's a like burden. No, it's an honor that you're giving someone. And yeah, the guy's not going to be ready for it, but that doesn't matter. You know what? Nobody's ready until they have to be. Wow. And you know what? And that, and that guy, there's a lot of truth to his story. Because when you see that kid, all of a sudden you start thinking about how to make money. And like right now, maybe the guy, you know, when you're young, you, you think, ah, oh, it doesn't matter if I make money or not, whatever. But when you have to, Making money is easy.
0: Oh my God! So many kernels of knowledge Ooh, and wisdom. Oh my God!
1: This is being... Make some money. <laughs> I know.
0: Well, oh my God! What are the What are the uh, three things you said that men like to hear?
1: First, if you really want to make points with guys, just appreciate whatever they do. You can get anything from appreciation. You know, just I just had a client the other day. You know, the problem, I love women, right? But they always can figure out how the guy could be better. Like, there's always room for improvement. And that's not wrong. It's true. But the way to get it is appreciate what he does. Guys thrive on appreciation. Yeah. And the next thing is, and this is interesting because when we're talking about this thing, is you have to accept a guy. Oh, wow. The way he is right now. Not how he could improve in five years, but who he is right now. Guys are really big, and we're all like this, but guys especially. Acceptance. Mm -hmm. She accepts who I am. And the last thing is respect. Respect is so huge. If you respect the guy. My teacher always says, look, for women, you can only really fall in love looking up. you got to respect the guy. And guys thrive on respect. And that's why I told him, just ask him what he thinks. Because it's a sign of respect that you respect his thoughts, his suggestions, his ideas. And when you give him those three things, you appreciate him. You accept him the way he is. You respect him. You're on, the guy's going to be in heaven, really.
0: You know what? Listening to all this, I... Oh God, this is so real. But uh, all those three things I think I don't do. Or according to him, I don't do. And I think, like, we're both addicted to each other and we love each other and we want it to work so badly. But he does so much and I'm always, co- com- he always feels like I'm criticizing him, that he's not good enough. Even though I don't think I'm saying that, that's the vibe he gets from me and he's always telling me that. So, uh, I've heard, like, you don't respect me. I've heard, yeah, and I've even said, I don't think I accept you. I've, like, actually said that. So when you're dealing with those three things and then let's say later today knowing how I am, even for like an hour of us only meeting just an hour ago, me going over to his house being like, we need to talk, make a plan. How could I even bring up a conversation like that when I've done so much damage to a relationship?
1: Really good question. And the thing is, two things I want you to know. One, things can turn around really fast when you start to apply these principles, when you start to appreciate what he does, when you accept him. When you respect him. I had a client we've been dealing for like over a year, okay? And she finally started to do it. She she used to think that, wow, if I just tell him what he does wrong, he will do better. Yeah. But it, it doesn't work. But when she started telling him what he does right, I respect you. I respect what you think. Change the whole story. And you bring up a really good point because we don't. We don't want to walk over there and say, okay, we need a plan. That's not how we're going to do it. Because I,
0: I feel like that's my way of sabotaging it further. Like, I know I've got him in the spot where it's been really rough for him. Mm-hmm. And I put a lot on him. And I've treated him really a certain way. And if I go over there and put this ultimatum on the table, I know I'd probably be doing it just to be like, well, now you let me down. I knew you'd fail me. I knew you'd abandon me. I knew you wouldn't be up to this. It's like I'm trying to push him away. I'm trying to like end it. Uh-huh. And now this is such a good way to wrap up a logical thing, but it's like a weird manipulation. Like I know we're not in a good place, but I so want it to work, and I know he does too because we, we've like stuck it out because we could have broken up many times, and the majority is because of my behavior. So now if I go over today, which is probably what I will do because I have a tendency, because it'll be a, a good way to fight or start a problem or make it heavy and not just let it be good because it hasn't been able to be good for a long time. I haven't been able to let the relationship just breathe and be good for even a week. We get in a fight every week, if not more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'll probably do that.
1: Not if, without me having Really? <laughs> no, because we're not going to do that. Okay. Absolutely not. And there's no need to do that. Really not. And the first, and that's why I try to tell my clients, look, first, you got to get it with yourself, okay, before we go telling everybody else. Get, and the get guy. what? What what do you really require? Okay, and then you got to like own it and be comfortable with it. But the first thing I want to say is, look. First, we only try that conversation, and, you, and thanks you for being so real because that's the real shit. And we all do this. It's not only Alexi; everyone listening is doing this. Yeah, everyone. We all do it.
0: What are they doing?
1: We're all trying to push people away. We're scared to death of them. We all do it. We all hit the wall. We all hit the wall. And that's why I said, the people who will stay and walk with you, that's amazing. Even if they walk five minutes, that's amazing. But here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to go tell them, hey, we need to plan another that's bullshit, because you're right. You're just trying to kick them out the door. What I want you to do is say, look, I really care about you. I appreciate you. Thank you for all the things you do for me. I accept you the way you are. Look, I respect you and the man that you are. You got to build people up, and you got to say, look, you know, sometimes I'm difficult, but I appreciate that you stay with me that you walk with me even when I'm difficult. You know what I'm saying? And just say, what do you appreciate about him? What do you accept about him? What do you respect about him? That's how you do it. And I always tell clients, look, don't try to fight on the bad days. You only try to negotiate on the good days. When you're already in a good place and you say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about you know, how we're doing and what we're doing and I was just wondering what you think. You know, because you know, a couple, like, couple years and you know, maybe we come up with a plan. And have kids And this is what, something I've always wanted to have You know what my wife said to me? What? This is how she got Her Tiffany ring Oh God Yeah It really works You should listen ladies She goes look I'm like Tiffany ring Those are expensive and then she goes It's always been My childhood dream
0: It's always been My childhood dream <laughs>
1: And that might seem Stupid to you But it works Because like I said As men We really want to Make you happy yeah, and we want to feel that what we do matters to you. And what I'm saying to you is, no, we're not going over there to them, Hey, we need a plan. And da-da-da. I didn't say that, and I hope you guys don't go run out and doing that. What I'm saying is, it's important that you know how to require one, but it's even more important that you know how to say it. And you better call me <laughs> and I will. talk to me personally, because everything's different. And, you know, if you want to work with me. But my point to you is right now, we don't go in there guns a blazing. That's my we style. We go in appreciation a blazing. We go in respect a blazing. We go in what do you think a blazing? And then you watch the guy, he's going to blossom in front of your eyes. The guy's going to puff up and look like th- three inches taller. Yeah. Because, you know, you really get that piece because we don't have to tell them today. First, we have to show that we actually admire the person and that we think they're actually capable of the job that we're about to require.
0: You're right. I got to get quiet with myself and go... Because I pick on him so much. And I am so difficult. I don't even know if I'd want to marry me. You know?
1: Yeah, but everybody's difficult. But you... And that's the thing. is That's why I try to help people thank you because you you're willing to look at yourself yeah and that's the difference because people think oh it, you know people call me they don't want to know it but they always think it's the other person yeah but it's never the other person it's always us and so we work on ourselves so You say look oh and now you just become aware like look i'm really picking on this guy look i'm trying to push him away Da-da-da. but that's normal we all do it but your job is just to go okay I know I do that And I've had the history To to back it up And I have my script That tells me to do it But now that I'm aware of it I'm gonna do it differently And I'm gonna do What they call Contrary action Instead of uh, Complaining and telling them how chronically unhappy you are.
0: That's exactly what both those things. <laughs> Everything you're telling me is I do the opposite. So imagine you're my boyfriend and I'm doing all these things to you. How would you
1: feel? Yeah, like... That's what I'm saying. You, do you really... You know, this is what we don't understand. Do you really think that complaining and telling people you're chronically unhappy is going to get you what you want? No. No, but we do it anyway. Because it feels but so my, good. But this is the thing so what's the difference of... The difference? If you're chronically unhappy... Then, like I said, the antidote is appreciation. Appreciate what he does. You got to look... Like, I was just talking to a client the other day. I said, look, it's all about attitude and perspective. Okay. Attitude and perspective. So if you start looking for what is good in that person, that's what you're going to get.
0: Oh, I like... I just heard a phrase, what you appreciate, appreciates. There you go. So all I know is with this man... That whenever I do my, we should just break up thing, which I've done a million times and he's done a million times, uh, I think, oh God, I don't want to be out there again. And I don't think I'll find anyone better than him because he's so great and I do really love him and I do trust him and I do. So a year and six months will be on September 7th. How do I follow what you're saying? Lead with appreciation, respect, acceptance. What do you think stop complaining stop being chronically unhappy and sharing that with him and making him think he'll never be able to make me happy because these are all the things we're up against i am like do i do everything i'm like what You're the poster child for what not to do. That's I, awesome. I'm the poster <laughs> child for what not to do. And then I'm like, why hasn't he asked me to live with him? And why, are we, why aren't we engaged? Even though Because I'm not, I could do this 24 hours a day. He doesn't realize yeah, what he's missing. I know. We could do this up close and personal all the time. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Under one roof with no other place to escape.
1: Um, yeah, no where to run. Anyway,
0: oh, God. Uh, so how do I navigate this? September 7th is a year and six months. hmm you say, don't go in, guns a Be a about all the other good things and, the, and the other, all the other good behavior. Yeah, like, pretend I'm just... Yeah, spoon-feed this info to a baby. How do I navigate this? What, so when, when would I have that conversation with him? Or do I watch him change? Because his behavior, you said, will probably shift, right?
1: Yeah, because you're going to take the quote-unquote pressure off him as far as him not being able to make you happy. That's a huge thing. So if he starts saying he can make you happy... Whoa, light's going to start to go on. He starts saying, oh, you appreciate what I do. Oh, I'm going to do more. So here's the thing. It took you a while to get to this level of, no offense, unhappiness <laughs> and complaining, right? So it's going to take you a little while to, to undo that. Not nearly as long as it takes to do it. Because the body naturally comes into alignment if you get it to an alignment. So you, that's what we say. So you're aligning yourself the more positive aspect And the things that you really do like about them Because you really do like them we You know love what I'm saying them, yeah. And we just have to remember what we like about people And that's really important So first And you were talking about a timeline That's good But first we need some time To rebuild It's I call it the, you know, it's like a bank account Okay, You're overdrawn On the complaining unhappiness account And you need to deposit In the appreciation And you, you make me happy account Once that happens and your balance is back up, then you can negotiate. And you can negotiate from a good place. So if a guy already feels like, I can't make her happy, telling him about your plan and what else he needs to do is not exactly going to go meet well. He's not going to go, oh, great, I already don't make you happy, and now you want me to to sign up for life for this. Well, no one's going to do that unless they're completely codependent. He's healthy, and he's healthy, so that's not going to work. So we have to do the opposite, which is build up the appreciation, build up the, the kindness. I call it simple, like kindness and careness. I know it's not a word, but my wife uses it: Love. kindness and careness. You know, and so that so it, that it's pleasant to be with us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. we, and, and and again, at first, this is what I'm trying to tell people. First, it's change of perspective and attitude. Once you do that, the rest is easy to negotiate because you're negotiating from a place of love, not lack.
0: Oh wow! So how long does that exist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, just
1: give me the price.
0: Like, but, but like, when am I allowed to bring this up? Because we have talked about these specific things, and he's like not ready. And if it, what does it have to do with him building his life? Bef- like. He's getting his life set up with, like, you know, having his dreams realized, putting enough money in the bank account, even though I'm like, there'll never be enough money in the bank account to feel totally secure ever. And he's like, how long do I have to be nice? (laughs) 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 I mean, before I can bring up the thing again without... Because I feel like he'll always respond the same way.
1: Well, I say that... And you bring up a really good point, so thank you for saying that. Uh, Because that's the art. So the art is in the timing and the delivery. Okay, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, it's when you say it, okay, so that's the art. But you've told me that you're very withdrawn on the bank account of appreciation and acceptance. So first, like I said, I'm a very practical person. First, I think we need to build that up. First, I have to feel that he thinks he can make you happy and that you appreciate what he does, Okay. Once that's been established and it's an energetic thing, I don't know, it could take a week. It could take three weeks, four weeks. I don't know the time frame of it, but you'll feel it energetically because he starts to want to do more and want to be with you more. Okay. Yeah. And then when you're in a good place, then you can say, and this is when what you have to tell people. And again, now it comes back, to, once you've established baseline that we're, actually normal people that we could actually have this conversation. We're not dealing with our resentments and all this anger and frustration. Now we can say, look, I really, watch how I say this, I really love being with you. You're handsome, you're smart, and you're charming, and I've loved this year and a half that we spent together. It's been the best of my life. However, I don't feel comfortable not having a plan for when we would have children. What do you think? Yeah, but do you see how simple it is? It's like, it's very human.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not, I'm not blaming you or shaming you or coercing you or anything. I'm just telling you, hey, look, I appreciate everything about you. However, I feel uncomfortable with this aspect of our relationship. What do you think? Because it's a negotiation. Yeah, and then he's going to tell you his side of the deal. Well, I think this and the other thing. And if you're both adults, you can negotiate a deal. Like. I'm comfortable, let's say, let's do it in six months. He says, well, I can do it in a year. Okay, let's do it in nine months. Whatever it is. But it, it's all a negotiation. Yeah. But first, we have to bring it to the level where we're, we're calm, basically. Yeah. And we say, look, I love you. And that's what I said to you. I love you, but not more than myself. Is the bottom line that you have to have within yourself when you're going into this negotiation. You have to say, look, I love you, but not more than myself. You don't have to say it to him, but to yourself. Okay. And you say, look. I love you. You're smart. You're charming. I just don't feel comfortable. We don't have a real solid plan with a time frame yeah. of like. In, do you want to do this in a year or two years? You know what I'm saying?
0: Is this about marriage or kids? Probably more. Whatever
1: kids. you. That's what. Whatever's what important want. to you. Whatever you want. Yeah. The, here's the whole premise of what we do. This is in my, my title my book. How to ask for what you want. <laughs> yeah. And how to say no to what you don't want. Now that sounds simple, but when you care about somebody, it's one of the hardest things you can do.
0: I'd rather just be engaged. Like engaged, being engaged matters, and then kids are the most important Yeah, but thing.
1: that's what I'm saying. Whatever it is, and we're all different. We all want something different, but like I said, we both have to agree on it. You say, I want to be engaged. And he said, okay, yeah, me too. What? But I need, I need brick and mortar. I need time frames. I need like, okay, in six months we're going to get engaged, and in two years we're going to get married and have children. I don't care. I just want to know what the plan is. With brick and mortar time frames. yeah, because otherwise it's just a dream, yeah. And I got nothing wrong with dreams. The problem is dreams. There's no foundation, and like I said, when you require something from a guy, it turns him into a wholly different person. Yeah, and he either—no offense—he either is man enough to step up for that deal, or he's not ready yet, and that's fine. We're all—we're all allowed to do that. But I don't recommend staying with people who aren't ready for the same deal as you because then you have to love them more than yourself. Yeah, I think I've been loving him more than myself this whole time. But- yeah, but it's normal because, and that's the thing, and thank you for all the things you said because we think because we're so broken and da 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 that we're not allowed to require anything. That's wrong. That's wrong. You know, we shame ourselves. And I tell people don't let, and don't shame yourself. There's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is for something you did, you feel bad about. Shame is for something you think you are. Don't do that to yourself. Oh, wow. Ever. And don't let anyone do it to you. But we do it ourselves like, oh, and you told me all this story, you know. And no offense, I'm sure that's all true. You know, I had a tough child. There's other things and, you know, things hurt and I do all these things. But that does not mean that you don't get to require what you want out of life and that you don't deserve it. Yeah. Not at all. Oh, my God.
0: Well, that's Jesus. what I'm talking.
1: Negotiate with the guy. And look, you can already tell you're an amazing person. And he's an amazing person, too. You know what I'm saying? So we can negotiate. Why not?
0: These are all of our photos of us together. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, let's see. I got all my... Oh, he's, he's a handsome guy. He's look at him. a you. handsome, nice guy. He takes me on trips. He introduced me to all of his... Uh, oh, that's right. That's just me. Uh, okay, okay.
1: Well, you look good. All right, thank you. Uh, but yeah... Oh, that's sweet. It's not a problem. You know, but he's a younger guy and he's just coming in, to, you know, they call it like, you know, prince and king. But the way men become a king yeah. is women require it. Okay? Yeah. So he's 35. So he's just in his, on his path. 36. 36. Yeah. Okay. 36.
0: 36 and 38. That's funny. 36 and 38.
1: That's, yeah. you know, fine. <sighs> but it's, it's when you require it. And my wife taught me a lot about this because... She required it, but she did it in such a feminine way. She just made it sound like, you know what she told me? This is, I think, very funny. She said, Are you serious? Oh, about, y- about love, about her? About a relationship, but with a relation with her. And I was older, okay? So no one had ever asked me that in my whole life. No woman ever asked me that. I was just serious. And that's what I'm telling you. Yes, you the guy was serious. It woke me up. Yeah. I was like, Oh, shit, like, serious. And then I had to answer the question because we're humans. We answer questions if you ask us. Um, and I said yes. And by my verbiage, um, vocalizing it, I had to own it. And then I started being serious. So her subtle way of requiring it raised the bar for me.
0: I think that that I would love to be able to be as feminine and as, as, uh, navigate things the way your wife did because mm-hmm. my way is guns of blazing, clob, clobbering the dude over the head, being like, I just, I just had this relationship expert on my podcast. And he told me all these things. And it's just like, you know, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll say all the things you just said, but I'll say it, like really intense and confused and like in a voice he can't take, like in a hysterical, like where he'll be like, you know, because there's a, a frequency I get into where he's just like, I hate this. Like, and then, I, and then I follow him all around the house when he's like, I need a moment. I follow him around. And so he feels like smothered and stifled. And he doesn't like confrontation. And I love confrontation. And so I got to figure it out. I got to, yeah, okay. Maybe September 7th. This won't come out for two weeks. Uh, we're recording it now. It'll be out two weeks from now. September 7th, hopefully I will have built up the bank account of appreciation and acceptance and then I'll try not to be like, okay, now I'm going to clobber him over the head with this uh, conversation that, you know...
1: Yeah, but that... And you bring up a good point because the way you do that Ugh. is you don't lead with your 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 club. My, yeah. You lead with your appreciation. Okay. When you say, look, I really appreciate you. Ugh. And this is why I want you to learn this. I really appreciate you. You know, I love the way you treat me. I love you. are handsome. You're smart. You're charming. Da-da-da. You got to start with that. Okay. Okay? And because that... Cools the guy down Now he's interested In hearing what you have to say But if you start with I listen to this podcast And the guy told me to do this That and the other thing And you know what You don't have a requirement and that say, What are we doing He's gonna go I gotta go right now and But if you say look You know I really love you. I love the way you bring me flowers every once in a while. <laughs> every, he brings, he brings it to me a lot. Yeah. He brings it to me a lot. And, you know, I love the way that you take me to dinner and, like, specific things help too. Like, I love the way you take me to dinner. I love the way you drive me around the car and you fix my boat, you know, my whatever. My boat? I wish I had a boat. Well, you wish you had a boat. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? But first you start with appreciation and then you give him, and what did I tell everyone to do? Give him the problem.
0: Give him the problem.
1: You say, look, I really appreciate this, and this has been great. A year and a half has been the most exciting time of my life. However, and here comes the problem. However, I don't feel comfortable. And notice how I say it. Please listen to the intonation. I'm saying it with some, hopefully, with an effect that you can feel. I'm saying, however, I don't feel comfortable not having a plan for when we're going to have children. That's the problem. I'm giving him the problem. However, I don't feel comfortable with not having a plan for when we're going to have children. And then I do very simply... What do you think? Noted. I'm going to... Because that's how he comes up with the solution. And when he comes up with the solution, now it's his idea. And when it's his idea, it's golden. Wow.
0: I like this. I'm going to cut and paste everything you said. I'm going to listen to this before I have this conversation with him, whenever that will be. I'm just terrified and hoping that it doesn't go... We talked about this. Like, you know that it's like more pressure, more pressure. You know I'm trying to do this thing work-wise and blah, blah, and I don't know what's going to happen until that happens. Like, why are you bringing this up? Everything's been good. I'm, like, worried about that. When do I leave? Or I
1: shouldn't even be thinking that. Okay, so thank you for saying that. We'll go a little deeper. So he says that. He says, yeah, we She says look. Then you say, look, I appreciate that we talked about it, and you have every right to not want to solve this problem that that I'm sharing with you. However, as I said, I really don't feel comfortable and it's really turned me off. And I'll I'll stay but it's going to be so uncomfortable that I don't know how long I can Another last.
0: Another turn of phrase I will cut and paste. Thank you. I will use. All right. That's good.
1: All right. I can do
0: that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's part, you know, that's part of being human, you know. And, oh, and, but thank you for saying that because the guy, and listen, ladies, look, they're not going to agree with you right away.
0: Oh, they'll think about it? What?
1: No guy is going to go, okay, honey, yeah, sure. Let's just have kids the way you want and do everything. No, first they're going to give you a hard time. So what you say is the magic words I teach my clients.
0: Wait,
1: okay. I understand.
0: I understand.
1: I know. You think there's more, right? Yeah. There's none. I understand. I understand. I understand. But notice how I'm saying. I understand. And then he's going to give you more seasons. Well, you know, because I'm only 35 and I got, you know, six fives and I got to make $5,000. Look, I understand. Because he's got to turn around and he's going to take time to do that. And if you just tell him you understand and you and he walks away in a big puff and he's like, oh, man, and he, doesn't wanna, and he might even want to break up with you, right? But then he's going to go away and think about it. And then he's going to realize all the things he likes about you. Oh, Lexi, she's beautiful, and she's funny, she's charming, and I really love being with her. And yeah, she's annoying, but you know what? I've decided I want to have kids with her. And I'm going to go tell her. And then he says, you know what? I thought about it. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to have kids in two years, da, 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 da. But now it's his idea. You just got to give him the problem. But don't give him the solution and tell him, okay, that means we have to get married in two years. And blah, blah, blah. you just give him the problem, and then when he gives you all the excuses why he can't do it, you say, I understand. Until he runs out of gas, and then you walk, let him walk away and think about it. And it might take a week, might take yeah, about a week, and then you see what he comes back with. Wow. Sorry to give that away, man.
0: <laughs> no, I. Yeah, thank you. Finally. I've, and it's, it's so interesting. I've been doing everything wrong. I've been, like, coming up with a solution, basically cutting his dick off. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> just being, you know. All right. Okay. Totally, total left turn here from here. but And we will land this plane. But financially, during a relationship, like, I've started contributing and everything. Because he, he pays for everything and trips and this and that. And flew me to London and... Nice. Paris and nice. I, mean, I met his family and everything nice. and, uh, but then it's, at what point is, is it like, oh, let me pay for this or let me take you for this? Or, like I'll pay for the matinee of the movie because you make more money than me, but I'll do like I'll buy the coffee and he buys breakfast and dinners and he makes me breakfast every day in bed and coffee. Oh, sweet. yeah, it's just like always trying to make my life better. Always nice. Put my name on his car. Ins- I don't have a car. He puts, put my name on his car insurance and lets me borrow nice. his car all the time. Like that was like three months into the relationship, not even. So with the paying thing now, even though I'm a person who's always been like the men should, the man should pay. I'm sorry. I am a feminist. I'm sorry. I'm like setting everybody back for a long time. But even me now I go, well, oh, we've been together for nearly a year and a half. He does all these nice things. I like to just sometimes all buy him flowers or just to appreciate him or just to be like you did that I'm taking you to the matinee. So it's not completely emasculating, but I'm making an effort or or I plan good birthdays or something. Anyway, what do you think about
1: paying? Yeah, that's fine. It, what we say is 2 to 1 that the guy does 2 to 1. So you always want him to do more. And like I said guys fall in love when they give. So you want him to give 2 to 1 and then organic things. Like let's say you're in line And you're about to get the coffee. And then he's got to go pick up, grab his phone. So just pay for the coffee. Like, don't make him pay for the coffee and wait for him to come back or something. Or the parking or something. Like, the little things. Like, guys appreciate the little things that make life easier. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you you don't have to go out of your way. But there's certain times that are organically, it would just be easier if you paid. Yeah. And you just act like you just do it because here's the thing. And thank God I've got to say this. Because you're on a team.
0: You're on a team.
1: On a team. That's the whole... If your mindset is that you're a team, it's a total different conversation.
0: He says that all the time. He's like, I want a partnership. I want, I want to be calm, relaxed, but not in a boring way. I want to be happy. And I want to feel like I'm on a team. And, I, and with me, he feels like I'm always trying to be his enemy, or I make him the enemy all the time. And he's got a, he's got little nieces and nephews, and he loves the kids, and the kids' kids love him, and he's got a great sister, and she's got a great marriage, and... So he sees this, and he goes, "That's what I want." And he'll point to these relationships. Look at these people and like what they have. You know, I feel like because I'm addicted to newness, I'm addicted to newness, and it's just I push away anyway. Blah blah blah. So oh, no,
1: it's good, and I really like this guy. He's a good guy.
0: He's a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: I gave him a hard time in the beginning, but I like him, and I like what you're telling me about him now. And I I really want everyone to get this concept of being on a team because that changes the whole game. Because when you negotiate from a team perspective. It just sounds different, and it feels different.
0: Do you see couples,
1: like in person? Yeah, couples, individuals. Oh, yeah? Men, women, everybody.
0: Where can we find you?
1: Um, I would just suggest that you text me. Okay. At 310.
0: 310- oh, really?
1: 795-4264. And then tell me that you heard of me on the show. And then I'll just send you my calendar link, and you can see me either in person in Santa Monica, or I do phone conversations as well.
0: Incredible! This is the first time a guest has ever given out their telephone number, and I am loving it. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Okay, but don't call me just to bug me. Okay, I know. call me because you want some, you want some help. Don't call me and say, hey, what's up, James? Yeah, I mean I don't mind that as much, but you know, but call me if you if you want because, like I said, it's a very personal thing. And we all walk through it. And I'll just walk with you. That's what that was learned to do, is just to walk with people and help them negotiate from a place of love. Because it's hard. And I don't recommend doing things by yourself. Like, we need someone to walk with us. And especially when you're uncomfortable.
0: I'm always uncomfortable. Yeah. That's not true. But kind of. <laughs>
1: but, but, you know, even what we walk through today, like, you realize, wow, it's possible to negotiate with the people we love. Even when we're scared and we think, "Oh, we're not worth it," no, oh, all that's not true.
0: Now we've got a plane and an air conditioner on, but nice. it's, not, it's not affecting the sound.
1: That's why we have to land. <laughs> That's why we have to land this plane.
0: And it's not even affecting the sound. We probably could have had it on the entire time. How much weight do you think we lost during this podcast?
1: Just sweating? I think we it was good. I think I don't know what five pounds. You
0: think? probably five pounds. Our, pounds. our skin looks great. Your yeah, skin is right. like just you know you look very right. dewy and nubile like a I'm baby. Yeah, this you know
1: humidity. There's something said to there's it. There's
0: something to humidity.
1: You know people complain, but they got great complexion.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Well, listen. So we got. We got your telephone number. People can text you. You'll send them the link. Uh, You can help them with all their issues and turmoil regarding relationships. You do see couples or individuals in person in Santa Monica. You have two books, Where Can We Find a Life of Love, How to Create Relationships You Want, and your other book, Dating Advice for Alpha Women, The Road to Love. Where do we find these? Those you can find on Amazon. Amazon. And uh, what else do we need to know? Any kernels of wisdom? Any, any Any stone unturned, as they say?
1: The only thing I want to leave with it, I just really want people to know that they can find love and they can be in love. And the way to do it is just really one thing, like you said, walk with people and just make and keep agreements with them. If you can do that, you can have amazing relationships. And anything's possible. I don't care where you're from or anything you think, oh, this, that, anything's possible. And love is for everybody.
0: Oh, my God. This is one of my favorite podcast ever. Thank you for being on my show, James.
1: My pleasure.
0: Bye.